and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening, as long as it's available, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm not good, Matt. I'm not good at all. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, been quite a day, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. Uh, late night, then not being able to sleep, and then having to endure the Lakers almost stealing the game back <laughs> from the Nuggets, and then uh, my day at work went to crap as well. So, yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how my day's gone as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously we both got up at, or I don't know if you got up, but I definitely got up at 1am. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't know if you'd stayed up or got up, so... Yeah, um, no, I, well, I, I woke up and I watched it on my bedside locker, so... I mean, it was a feeling we hadn't had for a while, there is that, of uh, getting up at 1am for disappointment. <laughs> That's true. I almost missed it in a strange kind of way. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even tired from doing it, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a th- I actually thought I would be, because it's been a couple of weeks, like, but I'm uh, I'm good at the minute. But yeah, obviously, as you're all aware, we're pro- as you know, probably aware, we're speaking about the, the draft lottery. And that's where we'll start, because, you know, like I say, we weren't the only ones in the UK and Europe getting up at stupid times for... That little bit of hope that I know. we constantly hang on to with this Bulls team. <laughs> and, like I just said, as always, leads to disappointment. Um, I think it went as expected. That's, yeah. You know, oh, it's what I was expecting anyway, that we stuck at 11. Um, there was obviously that hope that we could get that top four pick. It's very, very small hope, obviously. And uh, I wasn't even bothered if where we fell in that top four, you know. Oh, I was the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want a generation or projected generational talent in Wemby, but you know, looking at some of the names that could go two, three, and even four, they potentially alter the franchise, don't they? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, We've missed out on it. <laughs> so, I mean, well, I do kind of know how you feel about it, but I'll let you you explain it. Well, see, I, I guess, like you say, I wasn't overly pushed. Obviously, it'd be nice to get the number one spot, but once we got a top four pick, I would have been over the moon. I would have been absolutely thrilled. But the biggest kick from it all is the fact that when we didn't move to the top four it meant that we have zero hope in the draft this upcoming um draft uh um, nba draft and and it's it's just it's just real sickener to know that it was all or nothing you know that kind of way yeah and the the reality the re- the reality, and that was it. While that little shred of hope, and it was only a shred of hope. I mean, let's be honest. We all, we all know that the reality was we were unlikely to get a top four pick, particularly a number one pick. Yeah. But it was still there was that shred, that morsel of potential that it could maybe turn 
everything around for this franchise. And instead of doing that now, we are almost literally left in NBA purgatory. We are in a place now where nobody knows what the next move could be, should be, is going to be. And we're left guessing. We're left waiting. We're left wondering. You know, there are potential um, things that can be done, whether AK is prepared to do them, whether the Reinsdorfs are prepared to back him doing them. Um, is all to be seen. But the the problem is now, I mean, we would have been in a position where we would have, not just us, but Bulls Nation would have had loads to talk about and loads to be excited about. And instead we're left in this kind of hell, this this no man's land where we don't know what is going to be next. Yeah. I mean, if we'd have got that top four pick, it would have given us a direction. Yeah. That was the main thing, and that, that that's what I wanted, was a sense of direction of where the franchise is going to go. You know, even if you'd have got the fourth pick, and you kind of then you get excited about who you're going to draft and all that sort of stuff. It's quite a deep, uh, deep draft this year as well. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that top three to get a franchise-altering player. But like you were saying, now we're, we're just left with nothing. We're, we're basically back to square one. Yeah. Not knowing which direction AK is going to go. You know, the, the Twitter and the socials and all that today are just full of. Well, I imagine how it's going to be for the next few months as well. <laughs> we need to trade for three. We need to trade for three. You know, because obviously everyone's targeting Portland. Because obviously. They've made it quite clear that they want to build a team around Dame. He's made it quite clear he doesn't want it to be with 19-year-olds. But they can't make any trades because we're standing in the way. Or they yeah. can make trades, but not with the draft picks. And obviously his draft picks will end up getting trades done. So until that their, trade, uh, their draft pick does convey to us, well, they can't trade any of their future draft picks or first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So that's why everybody's going to it, and that's why they're even saying we need to get it to number three. And I mean, like you just said, there's nothing to talk about, but at the minute there is because it's all trade rumours, and everyone's saying trade Zach for three, trade Demar for three, trade Vooch for three. The thing, the, the way the trades have got to work is Portland have got to want to do it as well. Yeah, exactly, and. You know, what's to say that Portland don't think to themselves, you know what, sod it. We'll trade Dame instead and we'll completely rebuild. We'll rebuild with whoever we get at number three, whether it's Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, you know, because everyone's expecting Scoot to fall to three now because Hornets don't need him. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't know what Portland want to do. I mean, they've come out and they said they're expecting a lot of um, phone calls about that third pick. They've also kind of I've seen other reports saying that they're saying that they're definitely going to trade it, and Bulls have got to put themselves into them them talks in some way. Mm-hmm, Obviously, the the other option Bulls have got is to go for the twenty third pick, which is yeah. also owned by Portland uh, via the Knicks. 
and yeah, all right, it gets you into the draft, but why do we want to be drafting at 23? Or picking at 23? Because the way AK drafts, we'll end up with somebody sitting on the bench and going down to Windy City again that's a potential project, the same way that Dalen was last year. Mm-hmm. And why do you want to give up a, just a role player, whatever it happens to be, potentially somebody like Caruso as well, do you know what I mean? Because we've said we want two first-round picks for him. So, you know, why would you give up someone like that for somebody at 23? I don't get it, do you know what I mean? So to me, I wouldn't go for that 23. You know, obviously there is other ways we can get into the draft. It doesn't have to be through Portland. There's plenty of other teams that have got first-round picks, multiple first-round picks as well. Um... It's just obviously we're going to Portland because we stand in their way at the minute. So, I mean, I don't know what you make of all these random rumours that are going around at the minute, like. Yeah, I, I mean, you've you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it, it's not as simple as just plucking a, a trade um, out of the sky, th- throwing it in through a, a trade machine and saying, oh, yeah, that, that'll work, Let, let's go for that. It's a two-way street. Like you say, the other team needs to be interested in the deal as well. Um, and and at the moment, talking about using Vooch as well, Vooch might not choose to come back to the Bulls anyway. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, there's a lot of, of factors that need to be considered when putting together any of these theories. And look, I, I understand Bulls Nation have gone into absolute panic mode, right? It, it's hard not to even do that ourselves. We've We've spoken about the despair that we felt from last night as well and you know you do you you just look for an answer you look for a way out of the mess that we're in and the fact of the matter is AK when he came in he completely restructured the, the team he took a punt he took a swing for the fences and unfortunately it hasn't paid off yeah but the really damaging situation that we're in is not only did it not work out with what we have it's also left us in a situation that we're in a hole now and it's very very hard to get out of where we are and like if we can see it then other teams can see it people that are paid big money to scout other teams to see what other teams situations are so that they can make the best out of their own situation by you know, leaning on other teams a little bit. And that's what's going to happen is, uh, you know, we're basically desperate now. Yeah. And and any team that we're going to approach to make a deal with is going to know that. Yeah. And they're not going to take the first offer or the lowest offer that they're going to get. I mean, there's no way they're going to be low-balled. They're going to squeeze the Bulls to get whatever they can out of them because they know the Bulls are desperate and they're backed into a corner and they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, there's that video going round of Mark Eversley's face and AK's face when they realised they weren't getting that top four pick. And it's kind of like, were you planning on getting it? You know, it was that what you were putting this, this off-season on? Because if so, it's like, again... It did not. They don't, they don't seem to have a plan B. Do you know what I mean? And 
at the minute we need a plan B, plan C, plan D, plan all the way to fucking Z, really. Mm. Because there's so much within the, the the organization that's just wrong at the minute. And as we said last week, this draft lottery was the first domino to fall. Yeah. So now, you know, obviously we're not going to hear anything until at least, well, after the day after the finals, is it? Or the finals finish, when we can officially sign our own free agents. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean we're going to hear anything either. No. Um. I'm trying not to talk too much about what we're expecting in the off-season because that's what we're going to get into in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm just... I've had a bit of, like, a feeling of deflation all day again, really, you know. I was expecting it, but, like I say, the the reality of it doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't. Um, It doesn't. And... Yes, I mean, you go on Twitter and, like I say, we're still interviewing people, or supposedly interviewing people, and we just know that AK is not going to give us any sense of direction either, is he? No. You know, we're just going to be left wondering now for the next month until the draft actually happens whether we are going to try and trade into it. Um. And, yeah, but... Yeah, that's it. First domino's fallen, and uh, I guess we yeah. move on from it now. <laughs> yeah, the first domino fell the wrong way. Yeah, so um, obviously we did a the mailbag episode last week, and we did mention in that that there was a couple of questions we weren't going to answer at the time because we needed a bit of prep. Um, another question coming after it, and. Um, do you want to go to the ad read before we, we move into it? Uh, yeah, okay, we can do that for sure. Um, Victory Sports UK and uh, C-Ridge UK have a partnership uh, where you can go to Victory Sports UK, which is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store. You can get your NBA and other sporting goods, get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squid. Uh, your squid? Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to go to bed, I think. <laughs> Rep your squad. And all C-Reg UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products that are already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Reg UK on Twitter or become a part of the C-Reg UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code on request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. And I'm sure you'll have much more success shopping there and getting yourself some nice bits than the Bulls seem to be when they're trying to shop around and get things from other teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there was one other thing that I, I needed to mention from the draft before we go into these questions. Is it's finished the, the Vooch trade now, on it? Yes, it has. Yeah, that's put to bed now. You know, with us sending that 11th pick to Orlando. And... Before, just quickly, I'll ask you, did we win or lose that trade now? Well, it looks now like it was not as positive as we hoped it would be. Um, it's, it's, it definitely looks more like a, a loss than a win at this stage. Yeah. Um, we, we needed that to go our way. I mean, if that had gone our way last night, I'd be probably sitting here saying, well, it's a win. Yeah. But um, no, I'd say, unfortunately, it looks more like a, 
a loss. I mean, we've only made the playoffs one time since we had him. Yeah. Um, and and gentlemen sweep off the box. Yeah, absolutely. And now we've got uh, a situation where we've got no draft picks whatsoever at the moment as things stand. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, player for player, we got the better player. Yeah. But it's what we had to give up in terms of, obviously, draft picks to get it. And, you know, if I was a Magic fan, I'd be pretty excited about the roster they've got. Yeah. Add a couple of pieces to it and they they could potentially cause a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending who they get in this draft, because obviously they've got their own pick as well. So they've got two picks in the top 11, is it? Yeah, that's exactly it. (sighs) Yeah. And... uh, quickly again before we move on because the first question is about Vooch as well but imagine he decides he doesn't want to re-sign in Chicago and wants to re-sign in Orlando it could happen goes back down there that's got to be the long game played well by Magic for the biggest heist in the NBA isn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) they've basically just stole everything off the Bulls yeah and, and to, to, to coin an English expression, to some of our American listeners might not get this so much, but we feel like we've been done like a right kipper. <laughs> so, yeah, let's say there were a few questions or a couple of questions from last week that we left purposely till after the draft lottery because it made it easier to answer in a way. Um, and there was another question that came in after we'd recorded that episode, and that one was from Andy Zog. And he put, uh, Vooch, what do you do with him? Resign, question mark, sign and trade, question mark. Uh, I just say, so we just spoke about Vooch then. Initially, you've got to resign him, haven't you? You have to. And At this stage then, you work, then you work out whether you sign and trade him. Mm-hmm. But as we've said before, what else is there out there in terms of a big... You know, yeah, there's Jakob Pertl, but he looks like he's set to re-sign in Toronto. Apart from that, I mean, obviously there's all the DeAndre Ayton talk at the minute, but... Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's... Whether you love him or hate him, Vooch is the best we're going to get at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it does It does look that way. Um, I don't like it, but it's, it's unfortunately... the the fact that's right in front of our eyes right now, it doesn't look like we're going to get any obvious replacement for Vooch that brings to the table what he does. But I think we're going to tie a little bow on that in a little while when we talk about something else, because um, there's a little bit more to that. And something we were talking about earlier on, um, myself and Matt, that may potentially um, create a bigger picture with Vooch, I think. Yeah, um, that's it. it. It's what else there is out there with for Vooch. Do you know what I mean? And mm. unfortunately, it's all in Vooch's hands as well, isn't it? Which way he goes? Totally, it's a player option. <laughs> um, you know. So, I mean, his second question, I'm not really going to answer because it kind of ties in with the, the last question we're getting to. But it was, which assets would you trade away? And what are you looking for in return? Like I say, we've got how we're going to finish it is going to go over all of that anyway. So, and then he finished with, 
What are your hopes for next season? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, that's such a tough one to answer now. Um, I, I guess my hopes are if we are going to run it back, which is looking more and more likely. Um, I still don't understand how they're going to afford to run it back completely anyway, but if, if they are going to run it back, um, I just hope that we don't regress further. Yeah. Um, if we could at least hold ground until we can make some sort of move or change down the line, that would be good. But uh, unfortunately, I think the big problem, that, and it was a problem that we talked about at the start of last season, was we didn't really improve but the teams around us did. And that's going to happen in a big, bad way in the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, I guess my hopes are we just get back above 500. <laughs> However we need to do it. You know, I just want to watch winning basketball on mm. a winning team, do you know what I mean? And what we've seen for the last two years, despite the fact that Bulls actually have... It's just not been fun. Or it has no. at times, anyway. But generally, it's just not been fun. <laughs> so, and then uh, the other question that we didn't answer, or the first question we didn't answer last week, is from Will at uh, Fire Attire. And he put, question for the ones still watching the playoffs unfold. Who would you pick from the remaining playoff teams to spearhead a rebuild slash semi-rebuild in the off-season? And so it's not a dull dream team like question. Who would each replace on the current roster? Uh, obviously, it's a bit of a hypothetical one, isn't it? It is. Um, obviously, we'll get into who will replace on the roster in the next bit. But obviously, this question come before Sixers were knocked out, and I don't know if anyone else went out after them after the question, but. Obviously, if we look at the four teams that are left, you've got what Lakers, Nuggets, Celtics, Heat. Uh, obviously, hypothetically, there's a hell of a lot of players that you take off them teams, isn't there? There, there is, yeah. And you would replace literally anybody on the team to get them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Jason Tatum, for example. I'd love him mm -hmm. to be a bull. It's never going to happen, and he would be the best player on the team. So. You know, pack your bag Zach, pack your bags Demar, pack your bags Vooch. Yeah, the case of whoever it takes. I mean, after he put down that that fifty point game, it, it's it's pretty impressive stuff out of him when he plays like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, realistically, because they've got some good role player, you know, in on the coming off the bench, you know, like Ruhachimura seems to have found his fit there, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Obviously, like D'Angelo Russell's a solid player. Even Dennis Schroeder's looking a lot more settled now. Do you know what I mean? So there's pieces there, but I think the teams now that are left, they're not really going to blow it up if they lose the finals or lose the conference finals anyway. Um, no, no. I think I think you're more. You'd have to kind of roll it back um, one at least to when the question was first asked and I think the most likely team to blow it up now is probably the Sixers yeah which started by getting rid of Doc Rivers yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> um, 
Does, yeah. doesn't help that Embiid and, and Harden have come out and basically thrown every other player in the team under the bus <sighs> as well. Yeah, so don't even get me started on Embiid. It's, <laughs> it's just a bad enough podcast as it is, this one, without, <laughs> without going down that route. Yeah. Um, you know, there has been a couple of tweets sent today that if anyone wants to search through my tweets, then uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I just think he's the worst MVP the league's ever had. But anyway, um, yeah, it's. I've seen a thing today that Harden's going to refuse his, or to get into his contract with Sixers. He's going to try and force his way out, get his fat suit back on. <laughs> As he um, does in the summertime. Yeah. Um, Rumours are he wants to go back to Houston. Yeah, that's what I'd heard as well. Which, yeah, yeah fine, whatever. Not really bothered by him. Um, yeah, you can't imagine Sixers going to move on from Embiid. No, they've got some other pieces that I'd, I'd probably rather get off him. You know, like um, Maxi and stuff like that. But again, it's realistically speaking, how much value do the players that we have actually hold around the league? And yeah. I guess that's what we get into in the next question. Which come from a local Bulls fan. Um, and he put, screw reality, what is the ideal off-season for Neil and Matt? What are the moves you want done and the direction this team should go in? Now, right. He sent it and we was actually talking about doing it as an episode anyway, weren't we? Um, mm. Again, but wait until the first domino fell with the draft lottery to give us a bit more... <laughs> a bit more... Uh, direction but I think we're just stuck at a crossroads again aren't we so sadly but yeah I mean, okay I suppose the fact that it's, <laughs> it's it's like screw reality let's just forget about all the negativity and let's just go for a hypothetical of what would be a good move go on I'll let you I'll let you run with it first <laughs> um <laughs> blow it all up in it <laughs> yeah knock it all down and start again because what we've got is just yeah it's not it's not working um you know like we just said with will's question as well if you screw in reality you get all the best players in don't you well yeah i mean obviously there has <laughs> to be some some level of of reality and and you know possible. yeah so i mean uh, well, I guess we'll take it back to reality then. And all it just seems to be all pointing to running it back again, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, when you listen to certain people in the you know the media and stuff like that, um, and it's like, why do you want to run it back again with this team? Because. It hasn't worked. Mm. You know, why do you want to run it back, putting everything into a 35-year-old Damar, because that's what he's going to be next year, in his 15th year in the NBA, a, th- what is it, 33-year-old Vooch next year? Mm-hmm. You know, Zach, all right, he turns 29 and he's kind of in his prime, but he's not a superstar, is he? He's not, you know, if he went to... Any of the teams left in the, the playoffs at the minute, he'd be 
second, third option. Yeah. Yet we're trying to make him our number one option. And it's just, I, don't, I just don't get why they, they want to do that. And the other option is you get rid of them three and you go with the, the youth that we've got. But to do that, you've got to get rid of them three. You know, whether it P, Will, Kobe, Dylan, Ayo, whatever. But then they're not good enough either, are they? No, that's the or problem. They've not, they've not shown enough. So, you know, ideally you want to see complete change. Realistically, complete change isn't going to happen. Or doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know, we've got no draft picks. We've got no cap space. We've got an owner that won't go into the luxury tax. We've got a point guard on 20 million a year that doesn't look like he's going to play another game in the NBA. And we've got two two of our big three coming to the end of their careers. Their window seems to have gone. You know what I mean? It just It's going to take some, some AK magic to get out of it. But what's the bad news? <laughs> yeah, it's depressing, isn't it? Like, I mean, when you lay it all out and you actually break it all down like that, it's it's like you nearly want to jump ship and find another team, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's, it's... Well, do you remember? Uh, I think it was at this, you know, like when everything comes out, you know, whether it's uh, Bleacher Reports, whoever it is that put them out, and somebody said that Bulls are the most depressing team to support this year. I agree with it now. At the time, we tried to fight it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but here we are on a, a Wednesday trying to pick apart what the hell's going on. And yeah, I mean, so oh, I'll ask you the question <laughs> What do you see happening? Oh, you know, what would you like to see happen? More to the point. Okay, well, what would I like to see happen? Kind of semi-realistically speaking, and and we kind of I, I sent you messages back and forth about this earlier on today. I, I think I think that the big three are obviously what they want to retain. It's how it sounds that they want to retain the big three and work and work it back with those, right? So let's say that we re-sign Booch, we keep Demar, and we keep Zach. We saw that that did work with a decent point guard, right? Which is something that we are severely lacking right now. We have an abundance of guards and none of them can play like a true point, right? Closest being Kobe, but even he said himself that he sees himself as more of a combi guard, right? So if we could go out and get a decent point guard, maybe that would be enough to not make us contenders, but at least help us to compete a little bit and put out a decent product on the floor. But in order to do that, if you're retaining the big three, what do you have to play with? (laughs) And that's the problem. So what the way I would do it, or the way I think I would do it is it, if we were going to play the game of retaining this big three and running it back, then you have to blow up the bench entirely. Get rid of everything that we have, all the role players, all the little bots, part players all the people that we like and we would like to see back and that we've grown very fond of get rid of them 
and build around the big three that way with young, cheap talent, role players that have a set goal and a set role within the team so that you can build up the team that way to get yourself a true point, get yourself some shooters. Okay, they might not be able to do anything else, but if they can shoot, we need shooters. Vooch, and this is what I was alluding to earlier on, Vooch is not as bad as he looks. He really isn't as bad as he looks to a lot of people. But he's got no hope with what's around him. DeMar takes up the space that he needs to be in. And when he does get the ball and kick it back out again, he's kicking it back out to people that are standing in the right place and they're catching the ball in the right place at the right time, but they can't feckin' shoot. <laughs> so the play is wasted and everybody comes back to, oh, why didn't Vooch take, take the gimme? Why didn't Vooch you know, back his way in? Vooch made a good play kicking that ball back out to a wide-open player standing at the arc. But if they can't yeah. hit that shot, it looks like he messed the play up. But the fact of the matter is, if they hit that shot, all of a sudden everybody starts talking about how great an inside-outside player Vooch is. Yeah. And the whole team works better. Now, the sad reality of it is, I think that it, in order to do that, it would make the team very, very shallow. You know, we wouldn't have a very deep bench. We'd have maybe six or seven, possibly eight at a push, solid core players and a handful of rubbish, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean... So I think that's my semi-realistic route to go down. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we do have a little bit of cap space in the, in certain exceptions and stuff like that, don't we? Yeah, not a lot, but a bit. Yeah, which you could probably pick up a cheap, a couple of cheap free agents, whatever. Um, but like you say, the big problem we've got is we don't have a legit point guard. Yeah. Now, the the issues we've got is, like you just said, we've got no shooters, and obviously we've got no um, like rim protectors. They're issues that we've had for two years now. If not longer, yeah, more, yeah. Obviously, a legit point guard doesn't solve them issues, but it do, we, we saw it when Pat Bev come in. The the slight improvement that we got by having somebody who runs the floor. Yeah. You know, now you wouldn't put Pat Bev up there as a, you know, one of the the main point guards in the league, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's got a point guard's brain, and that's what we need um, you know there are options out there of who you could get in Pat mm-hmm. Bev actually been one of them if he takes a pay cut um, and then this goes back to that thing with Kobe is Kobe worth starting and I just I honestly don't think he is I'd rather he, he run the second unit but then how do you get a starting point guard you know, who would you go for as a starting point guard who's going to be available and this is where this whole thing of if we'd have got a draft pick, you know, and you've got somebody like Scoot or uh, whoever else is in the, in the next list on the on the guard thing, yeah, they might not come in as a starter, but they're there for the future. Yeah. And my honest feeling with it is, we re-sign Kobe to push him to be the starter. And then they try to develop Dalen behind him. Um, what it means for Io, 
I don't know. I think he just comes off the bench as a combo guard. But I think this year it's. I think Dalen's going to put himself in a position where they have to play him. We've already seen the videos of him working out and stuff like that. You know, it seems to be the only bull that is working out at the minute. So he's got the work ethic. We know he's got the energy, and we just know that he needed to hone his skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the problem I've got with that is, I mean, I love Dalen and I love the potential that he's got, and I just don't like the fact that we signed him as a, a project sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I said from the start, I don't see him as a point guard. I see him as a three. So you've got to kind of, they've got to give Dalen a an idea of where he's going to play next year and if they are actually going to develop him. And so that's just something they've got to look at. Do you know what I mean? Because once DeMar goes off the court, who do we have at three? That's if DeMar's back, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is a problem and it's been a problem. I mean, AC has been playing the three. And, I mean, it's pretty much positionless basketball anyway, isn't it, with Billy? Well, it is, definitely, especially when he goes out there and plays four guards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's just one, you know, that one position. And obviously, that was said before, the main priority has got to be Vooch and getting Vooch back, even if they decide then to sign and trade him. Yeah. But at least have him here to be able to do that. Um, you know, and in terms of if we were to break up the big three, we've said for ages, Demar's got to be the the one. Do you know what I mean? He he makes the most sense, doesn't he? To, it does. To be traded away. It makes the most sense to me, anyway. Out of the big three. Yeah, I mean, he's still got that little bit of value. Obviously, if we leave it and leave it and leave it, we're in the same position as we are with Vooch at the minute next year, but with yeah. Demar. And who wants a 36-year-old Demar DeRozan at that point? Or near enough 36-year-old? You know what I mean? He's not going to get the money for a start that he's, uh-huh. he's on now. There was that thing that we were overpaying him in the first place. And the thing in terms of when Bulls fans put these trades out there is, and we're all guilty of it, we overvalue our own players. mm and uh, this is what I was putting out to a couple of people on Twitter before. What is Demar's value at the minute? Who around the league, apart from Bulls, values Demar? Hmm. So, all right, saying that it makes the most sense to trade away, but I think we've missed the window with him. If we needed to get rid of him after his first season with us when he was uh, electrifying. Yeah, or at least at the trade deadline last year. Yeah, which obviously AK did nothing. Um, because now he's got one year left. He all right. The injury, you can say, was down to why his numbers went down, and it, it looked like he'd regressed slightly. But I mean, so even if the, any of these playoff teams that have just gone out, whether it's Golden State, Clippers, whatever. They haven't got the room for his his contract, and do they? You know, do they actually see him as the option of? Yeah, well, that's what we need: somebody to clog the paint and well, the ball. He certainly doesn't fit into the Golden State way of doing things, anyway. 
Exactly. And, and I mean, I listened to the um, Paul George podcast the other day with Damaro, and I didn't realise how far back them two went, the, the mates. Um, Paul George was actually trying, he was the one that was trying to get him to Clippers. And then when they, they broke it all down, they couldn't afford him. You know, so th- there are teams out there that would probably want him. Yeah. But they don't want to pay him. They're not going to want to extend him or not on the contract he's on. Mm. And we're not going to get a, a star back for him. We're not going to get an all-star back for him. Because no team's going to want to give up an all-star to get him. So we're going to get a couple of role players, which are right, they might fill the needs that we've got. The three-point shooting and the, the rim protection. But what level are they going to be? Yeah. But then you just have to look at Kings. You know, you you wouldn't have put Kevin Herter down as somebody that would be key to a team, would you really? No, that's true. But how much would we love to have somebody like that at Bulls? <laughs> you know, so <coughs> it's. It, I just yeah. I mean, to me, the, the the real or the the most realistic thing is that we run it back, continuity, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and like I say, to me, that doesn't work. And then obviously you look at the other possible trade asset, Zach. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're probably you're going to get a bigger haul for him, but then you're essentially building your team around Vooch and Demar. Right. And for you know the various reasons we've just said, that's not going to work because they're both aging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't sort the future for Bulls out. You've then got to hope that Kobe, P. Will, Ayo, Dalen, whoever else progresses. But they're not going to progress with him either because he takes the ball out of their hands. Yeah. So you just you just feel like you're just constantly going around in circles with it all, doesn't it? It's... Very much so, yeah. I mean, would you trade Zach? Not in an ideal world. I mean, he would certainly be the last of the three that I would uh, I would look to move. But at the same time, like you're saying, he really is the one that brings the most value. You know, you get the most trade value out of him. But I think I think if if it gets to the point where you're talking about trading Zach, you need to be talking about blowing the big three up altogether. Yeah, like we said before, get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're going to get rid of Zach, then you realistically need to be signing trading Vooch and getting rid of Demar as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, AK's buzzwords this time around seem to be changing the shot profile. Yeah. Now, for me, to do that, you've got to change the personnel. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, especially with players like um, Demar, who are not going to start changing their style of play at this stage of their careers. No, you know, you, we know what we're getting with Zach. He can hit the threes. He can get to the rim. So you know, if you start to build a team around him, 
then Damar's got to go. All right, P. Will's still progressing. Kobe, he can shoot, but he's not a shooter, I don't really think. No, he's streaky. Yeah. Dalen, we've seen what his shot is. So if you're trying to change the shot profile from within, it's not going to happen, is it? But, no. But then it's, you know, like, obviously to change the shot profile, we don't need to have superstars coming in. No, and, and that's what I was talking about with, with blowing up the bench. Yeah. You know, you just need players that can do a specific thing for the team. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I, I said on the last episode that I'd look at Seth Curry. Yeah. Off the bench. And like you said, that's blowing up the bench then. Yeah. Yeah, it's potentially moving Kobe into the starting lineup and bringing Seth off the bench. Having that three-point threat coming off the bench could be everything that Bulls need. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Whichever way you look at things at the minute, it's just... It's... It doesn't seem to have a happy ending, does it? No, it's bleak. Um. I mean, one thing that... Uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things, but... You look at Carlick Jones. You know he's got that. Well, he's guaranteed for well, non-guaranteed for the next two years, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and this is what I mean about Bulls doing things a cheap way, if or the the easy way. The re-sign Kobe, make him starting point guard. You then got Dylan and Carlick Jones behind him. It's. You've weakened the team there, haven't you? Yeah, you have. Um, I mean, there's some other. You know, you've got Justin Lewis, who's expected to be on a two-way. Um, like I said at the end of the year, I'd bring Terry Taylor back on the two-way, but they don't help the team, do they? Do you know what I mean? It's the fun when they check in, basically, because it's like, oh look, you know, Terry Taylor, he can rebound. But the the problem is they're not solid and proven in their positions, and and no. they're too, they're too much of a of a what if at the moment, you know. Yeah, and it's just kind of like we're in a position where we don't even know what's going on with the end of the bench. No, you know, we've got that seven foot white guy that's always there. Who's that now? I don't know his name. He just seems to, he's always on camera hanging about. You know, <laughs> it's just. They need to work out what they're doing, even just little things like working out what to do with him. Because I don't see Marco coming back, though. Do you? Oh, he's got another year, hasn't he? Mm. So we've got to do something with him. Just <laughs> wave him, can they? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. It's just little things like that. It, it, the moves that AK's made to get us to this point. You just ask yourself why. Do you know what I mean? It's, why have we kept him around for so long if we're not going to play him? Yeah, it just mm-hmm. seems a, a waste of a roster space, a waste of cap space, a waste of a uniform. Just, <laughs> just. <laughs> It's just, yeah, so you look at, everyone looks at obviously the big three and all that and obviously 
everyone discusses P. Will from time to time and stuff like that, but we just don't have a clue, do we? No. You know, I know it's not going to happen, and I know you wouldn't want it, but do they look at trading P. Will? Yeah. Is he, uh, is, is he that piece that gets us something that is actually working? Well, I mean, it's look, it's worth it's worth something that, it, that needs to be talked about. He must have some level of value to someone, some team across the league because of the thing that we're always talking about, which is his potential. <laughs> so that has to hold some value to some team somewhere. Yeah. The question is going to be how much and is it a bigger risk to let him go for what you'd get back for him or is it a bigger risk to hang on to him and see whether or not he ever fulfills that potential? Yeah, and he's the the prime example of really why I'm not really that bothered about us not having a draft pick. Because... I don't like the way AK drafted. Yeah. You know, and you'd expect if we'd have got this top four draft pick this year, we would have got somebody who is NBA ready. Because at the minute, we're still trying to work out what to do with our last number four pick, our last number seven pick. (laughs) You know, we've got the 18th pick from last year that, you know, we don't know if he's NBA ready or not. Yeah, and then everyone else after that is second round picks that, like we just said, we don't even know what they're where they're at at the minute. <laughs> so could AK actually be trusted in the draft? But what, another question. <laughs> the the mad thing about that is, wasn't that kind of one of the big highlights of of his career coming into the Bulls was that he drafts really well. Yeah, but and he doesn't like early draft picks either, does he? Apparently. Yeah, okay. Well, he hasn't got them. Um, <laughs> mind you, he doesn't have late ones either. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get all this. You take a punt on someone that you see potential in the, that maybe another team hasn't if you've taken them a little bit later on in the draft. right? I get that. But there's a huge element of luck that you're riding there. Yeah. And maybe AK rode his luck when he was... Um, down in Dallas, what was Dallas, wasn't it? Uh, Denver. Denver, sorry. Oh, yeah, I said it, it didn't sound right. Down in Denver, <laughs> and then his luck's run out now that he's come to Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it could it could come down to being that simple, and, and unfortunately that doesn't suit us, that doesn't help us any bit, but that could be the reality of it. He may have just got lucky, and that luck's run out. Yeah, and I mean, it's just to sort of finish it off, at the end of the day, it's AK that's got us in this position. Well, AK and Eversley that's got us yeah. in this position. They've got to get us out of it. That It's as simple as that, isn't it? They, they, yeah. They just can't run it back now because it's not worked. No. He's got to swallow his pride and go, you know, I tried, it didn't work, I've got to change. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as we all know, he's, he's got the extension, so he's got time to do it. The secret extension. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm just hoping that with that secret extension comes some sort of secret plan that he's got that he's not just letting on about at the moment. And he's going <laughs> to surprise us all and come out with some sort of 
twist of fate that's going to work and uh, and we'll all be sitting here kind of going do you know what ik wasn't so bad after all because <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. about all the hope i've got left at this stage <laughs> yeah it's it's going to be a long off season isn't it, it, uh, it it's, it's going to be tough it's going to be a long month just to get to the draft yeah um because that's essentially the next domino that falls in it hopefully yeah 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 you know where we find out if we are trading into it and if not then uh, yeah mind you by then we should should have a bit of an idea of free agents as well shouldn't we yeah we should have more of an idea about what's going on Um, just enough to drip feed you into the next domino each time yeah so yeah I've got nothing else I don't know if you have no no I think this is this depressed feeling started off at the start of the pod and it hasn't exactly managed to go away by the end of the pod so i do apologize apologize to anybody listening to this that we haven't managed to lift your spirits but um i think we're all just feeling that pinch at the moment and hopefully there'll be better days in in the near future coming that we just didn't expect or couldn't see yeah i mean i guess we haven't put any sort of clarity on anything either but it's because nobody knows do they no 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 try to answer the questions that people sent us as best we can but we know as much as anybody else so yeah yeah i mean and, and until the rain starts to clear a little bit um we're not going to be able to see too much into the distance right now but you know eventually it will eventually we'll get there and, and we'll know where we're at and what maybe direction we're going to be going with this or maybe we'll get some sort of a, a glimmer of, of what way it might go yeah so as uh, you may notice as well, we're putting this one out on a Wednesday. It's going to be our only episode this week. Um, you know, we'll be back next week at some point. And until then, as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at uh, MattCRedUK. You can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And also, don't forget to check out .com. And you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. We'd like to once again thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, do keep leaving comments on the socials. We do enjoy the interaction and feedback. And join us in the Facebook group too. Remember to subscribe and give us the important five-star reviews, if you will. And to check out all of our latest information and get access to our written articles, as Matt says, check out CRedUK.com. Until the next episode, wherever you are in the world, CRED, go Bulls. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.